everyone, Mariah here from Pink Pewter and welcome to my biz talk. You know, I have someone very special. Um, you know, everyone that comes on here is very special to me. Uh, he is a Latino and a very powerful man in the beauty industry. He works with a lot of passion. He has really, really cool techniques in doing hair and I have him on here because you know we're all going through some really tough times but I, w I didn't want to talk about the tough times I want I want the minds to go in a different way and I want to help by having him on and explaining different techniques and ideas that he has his name is Mickey Colin and I want him to introduce himself to you guys because he's just a genius in hair. Go for it. Hi guys, I'm Mickey Colon. So um, like she said, I am Puerto Rican. So I was born in Puerto Rico and I moved here when I was 12 years old to the United States. And I've been in the industry since I was 17. Um, I actually started as a hair model for Sorishkov. Um, so that's where, that's where my passion started. Um, and then after that, you know, I tried to like go to school and there was no financial aid. So it was kind of putting me in a hole because, you know, as a young boy, man, I didn't have that money. So I started working in salons and, um, you know, working salons, doing everything, you know, doing cleaning, folding towels, doing front desks. And then eventually I got, you know, there was a school that finally got um, financial aid and I decided to join. And that's when everything just kind of grew for me. But it took me a long time, actually. So. Wow, I didn't know that part of the story. You know, I, I see, you know, Mickey is a very supportive friend through social media, you know, with our company and through myself. You know, he supports, we're, we're each other's cheerleader on social media. And uh, I just love the passion that he has, you know, when he's coloring. I mean, this guy created this technique that he uses his hands and it's so cool. Can you guys, can you please tell, you know, the audience how you're doing that technique and how much you charge? When I started as a hairstylist in the beginning, like I was following, you know, pretty much everybody, everybody that I look up to, you know, and it's like, well, you got to do painting, you got to do the brushing, you got to do this. And then eventually I got to the point where, you know, us as business owners, we have to cut down on product usage we have to cut down on timing so we can make more money and that's when like from my brain started like working and you know I come from a family that's very very creative my uncle is a painter um, they're musicians so for me it's like I was none of the above I'm not a painter and a musician I can't even play the you know the maracas the Spanish maracas which is the easiest thing to do but for me it was like how can I make my life easier in the salon and you know being a hairstylist now in 2020, you could do anything you want to do as long as it comes out beautiful and you do it professionally. So for me, the hand painting was one of those things that came to me by, you know, I went to Brazil and I saw a, a, just one person do it. And, it, you know, they were kind of doing it just to like brighten up the, um, the already, the color that I already had. But for me, it was like, you know what, let's take this to the next level and see what else we can do. So I literally do it now for anybody that comes in because most people, most girls that come in already have balayage, right? So when you think about it, instead of going in there and trying to do this whole entire head full of balayage with the brush, which, you know, by all means you can do it. But instead of doing all that, why not go back to the basics and pop a couple of foils right on the root area or on the mohawk area, right in the front hairline, and then paint the back 
just to give it that that uh, that regrowth of foliage, give it some some beautiful and some uh, some brightness again. So for me, it's all about you know cutting down on product, trying to figure out cutting down on time so I can make more money because time is money in this hair salon and time is money for hairstylists. So that's how it all started. Well, time is going to be very valuable um, for everyone when they go back to work. You know, I've been interviewing stylists and you know, everyone's out of a job right now. And they're all telling me that they have kind of like a panic attack because yeah. the minute they go back to work, they're going to have to work 24 hours, they're saying, because the demand on people coming to get their hair done is going to be very big. So it's like exciting, you know, right? That, you know, you're going to be busy when you go back, but it's kind of like, how do I manage all of those customers? And how do I manage so they could stay with us and not go somewhere else? Because every woman right now is very desperate, especially with the gray, because I'm one of them, um, that needs, you know, that attention, you know, going back to work. So, you know, how are you spending your time right now, like trying to think of, how you're going to manage that rush when you go back. Are you fully equipped, you know, with other stylists or are you going to balance yourself? Are you going to extend more hours? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm definitely going to be, you know, I don't, I, I have this thing that I don't like to put too many people in one time because I like to give the attention to the client. And I feel like the attention of the clients has to stay the same way because what's going to happen is we're going to go back to work and all we want to do is make money, right? Because that's the number one thing. But what we're going to do is we're going to go in there, try to make money and put three people, four people on top of each other. And what's going to happen is you might make some mistakes and mistakes cannot happen right now when you come back. We have to be careful making the mistakes on coloring, um, you know, getting the people back to blonde because even though people have been waiting for us and waiting for, you know, the certain stylists, if you make a mistake, remember um, sometimes, most of the time, um clients forget that they forget like oh man you know he made a mistake other thing is about you have four people in front of them or behind them and you put them all together and now you're rushing them out the door just to get that money that's the only thing they're going to remember they don't remember that you didn't make money for three months you know so it's all about timing maybe coming in a little bit earlier instead of waking up at 10 you know maybe we wake up at eight you know it's I have a daughter, so my timing, like, my salon opens at 10, but my daughter goes to school at 8. I had nothing to do between all that time, so maybe I'll go in at 8.30 or something like that, and then, you know, leave around 8 o'clock at night, and maybe at this time, maybe people should start thinking about um, hiring also an apprentice. You know, an apprentice is funny because a lot of people think that you have to pay them all this money, but there is some, you know, in this time of world, um, the time that we are in now, you know, there's so many schools out there that um, that students would love to just be next to you, especially if you're a person like me or a person that's, you know, well-known or whatever. You People just want to learn. And if you treat them right, you teach them and you guide them the right way, don't do it for just tips or anything, right? Um, because they're learning. They're they, This is what they want to do. They want to learn. So for me, going back, you know, I'm going to keep my same way of doing hair one person at a time given the special attention because attention is going to become very important to every client because remember you're stuck at home but they were stuck at home too crying you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so you have to start making sure that you listen to them pay attention to them do their hair right because 
if you do the hair wrong when they come back, that's going to be kind of sad for them, you know, I feel like. So pay attention to them. Make sure you listen and maybe try to get an assistant that you can teach them and also guide them and they can help you at the same time. It doesn't have to be, you know, an assistant that you have to pay all this money. Get them from the schools. They'll, they love to just give anything away. So That's wonderful. So it, it's not about the money. It's about the quality. I love what you just said. It's all about the quality. And, you know, at, adding some extra hours is really important, you know, especially when you go back. But, you know, I, I see you on social media and you create such amazing content. I mean, do you, I know you give out, you do education. Do you teach also how to do your content? Because you're pretty creative and a lot of people are asking, especially now, like trying to get the attention to, of their customers. They're, they're doing so much content that um, it, it's helping their clients like, do their hair at home and relax a little bit. Any guidance on how you create this content to get the attention? Because your stuff goes viral and a lot of other stylists and salon owners would love to pick your brain. So if you could talk about your classes and if you could talk about, you know, how you create that content, I think it's going to be very valuable for our audience, especially, you know, ones that do not have the following that you have or the quality of content that you have. Yeah, definitely. You know, the biggest thing for me um, that I learned is that you first have to be yourself. Um, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, I know we have, a. you know, you can definitely, and let me just say this, you can definitely, when you follow somebody like yourself or anybody out there that's big in the industry and you try to, you know, kind of do the same thing as them and, and then switch it around, that's not copying. That's just, you know, you're, you're inspired by that person. Mm -hmm. So I've been inspired by a lot of people, including yourself. When you do your content, I go through your page and I go, I'm like, man, this is perfect camera view, you know, perfect uh, angle from this girl. So for me, it's bit getting inspired, first of all, by others is the biggest thing. And then just be yourself, you know, uh, creating content is also one of those things that um, the easier you, the easier you do it, the better it becomes. You know, I tell my wife this all the time. My wife is one of those that's like, she, you know, it's like by the book, you know, it's like if, if, if there's one, two, three, four, five sentences that she has to read, she will not skip, you know, one of them. I skip maybe the fourth one, you know what I'm saying? So I, I always say just create something that people are going to uh, catch quickly and then just do it because you love it. Don't do it because you saw it somewhere else. If you don't understand it and you're creating it and you're trying to create it, it's not going to become real. It's not going to look real. It's not going to look like you're actually teaching it. So for me, is I have to first love what I'm, you know, showing. Like if I'm showing this, you know, um, this technique, then I have to love that technique. If I'm showing this way of this girl taking a picture, then I have to love that, that you know, that, that, that way of she's taking that photo or that angle and stuff like that. So it's more about just know that at the end of the day you have to love what you what you're doing to make sure that that content comes out easy and it becomes out the best you can you can get it out thank you thank you see guys why i have him on here he got he has really good information and i'm going to put his link on here so you guys could go and follow him so you can go see how he creates the content get inspired and redo it. You know, you know, I have, I have them on here also. And, um, I have a lot of students, um, that follow this page, you know, beauty school students. And 
you know, you come, you know, you come from a very humble background. You said you were a shampoo boy. You started from the ground, you know, from the bottom and you worked your ass up. Sorry, I have to say it just like that because you worked really, really hard. How did you get noticed by behind the chair? How did you get noticed by uh, trust? Because you're now an ambassador for them. You have this gorgeous salon, like people want to know how you got, you know, these brands and how did you get such a beautiful salon? Like it's, it's not easy to like build a salon. It's not easy to go work for a brand and then being behind the chair. It's like, you're, you're like doing a lot of things. Obviously you manage yourself, but please share, you know, with this audience, like, how did you do all of those things? Yeah, so, you know, um, with the first thing I got noticed was, um, you know, trust professional came to me um, behind the chair also um, was one of those things that, you know, behind the chair has, you know, their show every single year, um, which is a BTC. And, you know, for me is, you know, you have to be out there. You know, um, when I was in school, there was this um, person that came in, I forget his name, I apologize, but he said that not everyone is going to be able to be just like himself, which means he was a stage artist. He was a educator. He was uh, a behind the chair. Most people, Mira, some Mira, I was almost say Mira. <laughs> Most people are like, you know, some people are okay with just being behind the chair. Some people are okay with just being stage artists and not behind the chair. Some people are really good at just being behind the camera and like taking pictures and stuff like that. So don't worry too much about if you are a student right now and you're like, man, I want to be like that person. Talk to that person and see. I have so many people that I talked to be when I was in school. So by the time I got out of school, I already knew what were their steps that they were taking. So maybe I can take those same steps. And I did. One thing that I was, like you said, I'm super humble. I come from Puerto Rico. I come from pretty much nothing. That was one thing that I learned. Talk, my grandfather always said to me, talk to everybody and smile to everybody. Trust me, it will get you far. And don't have hate on anything because hate can only bring you backwards. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's always like, you know what? I'm not there now, but I will get there. That's my mentality. And I always will have a smile on my face no matter what. So if I didn't win today, I'm going to win tomorrow. If I didn't get to this meeting, then that it you know it doesn't matter you'll get to the next meeting and figure it out you know for me also when i moved to the united states i was i was a hair model so i was a model for you know uh, for a little bit there because my mother wanted me to be a model mm -hmm. so i got a lot of no's um you know and people don't understand that no's are good like they sh you should take them as a good thing because they can be so powerful because uh, you know for me getting all those no's became one of those things that give me this like fight that I wanted to keep going and, and actually achieve what I wanted to achieve. So it was good getting no's. So, you know, don't get me wrong to the students out there. I got a lot of no's, trust me. And I'm still getting a lot of no's just because I'm behind the chair with trust. You know, it took me pretty much my whole, um, you know, my, I, I've been a hairstylist. I'm sorry to say this, but I've only been a hairstylist for only five years, but I've been in the industry since I was 17. But it took me five years to get where I'm at. It took me a lot of like, you know, creating content, posting pictures, showing them, you know, um, that, you know, telling them, hey, here's this picture that I, you know, messaging them. But they were saying no. But guess what? It didn't matter to me. What it mattered was, you know what? They say no today, but tomorrow they will find out 
why they say no, and I'm going to say yes eventually. And they're going to say yes eventually. So it's pushing forward, never giving up. And I know you hear that all this thing every, every single day. Never give up. But you know what? You don't give up um, by not smiling. Just always smile. Every meeting you go to, every person you meet, meet, smile, smile. And eventually what's going to happen is people are going to catch on to that and get with you know get with you and 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 finally meet you and get to know who you are so um for me that's how it took it just took meeting people smiling getting no's and then eventually now i'm at where i'm at but you know i'm still i'm still reaching more goals you know like there's you gotta put a goal i tell this to my wife every single year let's pick one huge goal for this year and eventually we grew out of that so like this past year was changing my salon my salon has been open for five years since I started my, uh, uh, my, hair, career, my hair career, my hairstyling career. And, you know, our salon was kind of like looking a little, you know, it was nice, but it was kind of looking sad, you know, because you come into work five years later, it's like having a boyfriend, you know, you got to change him up, give him a haircut, you know, or having a wife, just put some money piece in there or give him some highlights. So that's what it was with the salon. But for us, it's very important that, you know, now that we're in this situation, and I told this to my stylist, please save money. Save money, please. Even if it's $20, $30, you know, I have a lot of rentals. So they get the money right away, right? So I, I told them, take that money out of every single client. If you make $300, take 50. That's, you're still making $250. So take 50 and put it away in all the savings where you don't even see it, like where the bank won't even let you touch it. Literally, you have to have a code to get in. So that's how I got, you know, five years into it. I've been saving fifty, hundred dollars Eventually, you get, you know, to save more. And now you can go and save your salon, make it prettier because your clients that want to come in now and they're going to be like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you for doing this for us because it's for them. It is for you, but it's for them to sit there comfortably and look at something super nice and know that their money is going somewhere other than your pocket and that's it. I love it. I love it. See, I, I always like to talk to people that started from down here and grew themselves up here, you know, and became someone. And, and, and Mickey, you're going to, you know, you're already up here, but I already know you're going to blow up to oh, okay. very soon. I already know that you're probably going to end up creating your own brand because you're just amazing. And, uh, and I, I, you just have too much passion, you know, and, and your wife is wonderful. She is your number one supporter. Congratulations on the new baby coming. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, very blessed to have you on, on this, on this show. But, you know, before we end up like closing up, I, I would love to ask you, um, what, you know, I know, a lot of salons, um, you know, we're talking to stylists right now and, and um, what do you call it, and students, but what advice do you give the salon owner um, that's going through a really tough time right now? And, you know, what, what ideas um, do you have that you are going to improve in your business? Because the business owner the small business are the ones that are getting affected, right? So what, what are you doing to change, you know, to better for your business? And um, coming back, you know, there's going to be so many changes for my salon, the way I think about things, you know, I, I actually I'm not glad that this is happening because this is the, the worst thing that could happen to us right now, but it's actually making me think about 
how we're going to run the business back again. It's like opening my mind a little bit more, you know, and before, you know, like everybody says the world's out there, you know, we're going so fast, like we're going so fast and, you know, we have no idea what's happening. So I think going back, it's going to be more, you know, instead of just putting myself, um, you know, myself and my Instagram out there, changing up your way of your salon you know put some time into your salon put some time into your instagram and salon make a website if you don't have a website for your salon please do it i was um so before i was um in the before i became a hairstylist I, you know had my daughters out to get like a real job with like insurance and nine to five whatever the situation it was but i was the seo uh for five years so search engine optimization and that's what changed my salon. That's why my salon has grown so quickly because SEO can change your ways. And if you don't know about SEO, maybe read about it. It's super easy. All it is is you making a website, making sure that you're on Google, making sure that you're on Yahoo, making sure that you're on Bing, making sure that you're you know, receiving reviews. So what I'm trying to say is when you go back, make sure you have that clean website. Make sure that your uh, clients are leaving reviews. Make sure that you do something for them. You know, I have this thing. People say like, well, can I give them a discount, you know, on my services? Never, never give a discount on your services for a review. If they love the, re- if they love the hair, you got to catch them at the right moment, right? As soon as they say, oh my God, my hair looks so good. That is your cue. Your cue is to say, leave a review on my website, you know, and if anything, what I usually do sometimes, I'll have like, um, you know, instead of having like two for one deal or something like that, I'll say, hey, I'll give you like 15% off on the, on if you buy the third um, product, you know, buy two and then the third one, I'll give you 50% off and you can leave a review. So little things like that where you're not taking money off of yourself, it's more coming from the product, which is a little bit less, um, can help you. So thinking about different ways, thinking about outside the box, but the biggest thing that I can, you know, I I can always say it's helping me to grow my business. It's Instagram and making sure because people still call the salon and try to find through the phone where the salon is at. Make sure your website is up to date and make sure you get those reviews. It's on Google, Yahoo, Bing. That is very important. Um, So going back, I'm going to put more time on my Instagram for the website. I'm going to put more time making sure that maybe I'll do, like you said, uh, reviews or videos for my uh, uh my clients how to curl the hair maybe i'm gonna do some more classes like i was thinking the other day i was like man i have a makeup artist that's amazing my apprentice she's an amazing makeup makeup artist maybe i'll do like five dollar classes ten dollar classes for clients to come in and learn how to do their makeup so i'm giving back i want to give back right i think right now we're thinking we're going to be thinking about going a lot of us i'm going to be thinking about going back to the salon and trying to get as much as we can from the clients but remember, there is a one pain and there is a one coming back and back and back. So we have to still get back to them. And it doesn't have to be your money, right? It doesn't have to be like you're, you know, I'm going to take $30 off your color. No, that's your money. Don't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, get back by giving a class. Hey, for $3, I'm going to show you how to blow dry. You know, for $2, whatever. Save your tip today. I'm going to sh- put it towards the makeup uh, class that I'm going to be doing this month. Things like that, that's what's going to make your salon so much better and I'll stand from other salons. You know what? I love what you just said because you're thinking outside the box, right? These are desperate times. 
where you start thinking different things to do to make your, you know, your business more powerful. You know, it's, it's funny because the entrepreneurs, there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that have a small business. It's a big minority here and having a small business and being affected with these times is very challenging. But what this situation has given us is one, we're in survival mode, but our mind is thinking in entrepreneur way and making drastic changes that are actually very powerful. The other day, I'll be an example. The other day, it's funny, one of my customers, we have these roux wraps, right? They're, they're wraps that they're, they fold onto you. Like you could put them as a headband. You could do it as a scarf, as a turtleneck, as everything. And one of our customers used it and she covered her face completely. And I was like, whoa, I'm like, all right. They're saying that you just need to cover your face when you go to the grocery store with something that you can make at home. So I said, why not, you know, use our, our reps to like cover your face? Well, I did a post and uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> People wanted it. People bought it. And, you know, it's, it's desperate times, but I didn't think that our accessories would be that multifunctional. I mean, I got, yeah. I have men that buy it and they use it for, you know, riding bikes, dirt bikes, or in the sand in Arizona, or not in the sand, in, in Vegas. They do it for like, you know, riding and they cover themselves. But never did I think that you go grocery store in style. And, and I'm like, desperate times, you know, uh, but it ended up, the entrepreneur mind just kept on moving, you know, our wheels in different ways and you get creative and you got to think outside the box in order to survive. Right. And it's going to be like this every day that goes by. Once we go back to work and we're going to be like, what the heck, you know, we're never going to think like we thought two, three weeks ago ever again, or even spend like we spent, you know, it's times like this that, you know, God made us ground ourselves and humble ourselves, you know, and I'm going to say everybody got humbled and realized what's important in life, right? And number one thing is our families, number one. And other than that, you know, you, you, you start thinking like, what am I going to do next? You know, finances is an issue for everybody, the whole world, something that we have to think about. But in my mind, um, it's not important. You know, I've failed in my past um, and these times that I'm, with the times that I'm going through, my mind is like, you know what, F money. Like, I, I don't, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just going and doing my passion and I'm really happy to have you on here because, you know, you have a voice and everybody has a story to tell, you know, and, you know, and I just want to share it with the world because it's important to, you know, grow with each other. And after, you know, these times we go back to work, I think that our relationship, you know, with you and whoever's watching is going to be a lot more personal and being connected in and personal is just going to be 10 times more powerful. And I feel that when we go, all go back to work, besides getting creative, we're going to be extremely humble and appreciate mm -hmm. everything yeah. God gives us, period. Yeah. I want to say thank you, Mickey, for being on this channel. And thank you guys for tuning in. It was a wonderful time with you. I'm very blessed to have you in my life. And now you guys know Mickey and he is going to show you guys in his social media everything that he's got all right guys thank you bye bye